Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. Hello. Hi. And welcome. Hola. To another exciting, thrilled pack edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, where we are back as a three. Some. Yay. Yeah. Oh, God. I had to do it. And I'm sitting in the middle. You open the door and I jumped you're, in. You're goddamn right you're sitting in the middle. <laughs> Thank God. I am not touching him during this threesome. I'm sorry. Off just and running, happen. boys. Off and running. <laughs> Obviously, there's uh, an implied agreement that... Uh... <laughs> I don't remember reading that fine print. Excuse you. Uh, you offered to spit roast his mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little gift for the Archer fans. I need to escape. Okay, so we are back, and we are again doing a uh, film from the glorious days of the 1970s, the greatest decade in human history. Um, I mean, I didn't exist yet or anything, but... See, it was awesome. Oh, You, you <laughs> might have, you just don't remember. Um <laughs> And today we've got a pretty cool, uh, it, I, I freaking love this movie, and I think, uh, I know, Darth, you're going to do the synopsis, but I can sort of summarize it as a guy has a really cool setup going, and then he meets a girl, and she fucks it all up. <laughs> yeah, I guess He's you're right. He's not cynical I really, or jaded at all. I never really went that far I'm into just it. saying, it's uh, the 1971 classic uh, Charlton Heston movie, <laughs> Omega Man. Omega Man. Oh. <laughs> I know, I had to say it wrong. I just love that the Omega symbol looks so much like Linda Belcher's hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, the, font, right. the, the font that they use, uh, we'll bring the movie up uh, shortly. Mm-hmm. The font that they use in the opening credits is actually the uh, Haunted Mansion font. It's literally the oh, same. It's the same I was wondering font. why it looked so familiar. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Got but, it. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, this was another uh, Mr. Brown pick. Yes. Because it's the summer of 70s on hindsight is horrifying. <laughs> and I'm loving it, by the way, because we have had a string <laughs> of really awesome movies. That we have. Uh, why don't you tell us why uh, you picked this one? I just vividly recall seeing the Omega Man, and I, I, I don't know if I saw it in the theater or not. I may have. I was just you two were way three, too young. I was two years old. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> but but I just remember it, it's a in my mind it's it's in many ways a male fantasy film because you own almost yeah, the entire world. It kind of is. You you're alone, which is a, a fantasy for well, I think mostly married men. Uh, but but you have access to food, clothing, weapons, any real estate you want. And and it's Charlton Heston. I, yeah. I've just always have loved Charlton Heston. And I met Charlton Heston. No shit. Did he call you a damn dirty ape? He didn't. He oh. didn't. And it, it wasn't worth it. It was in a small group setting in a cafe. And I got to shake his hand and just tell him I loved his work. He was he was performing at a local theater. And I was a part of a theater group. We invited him to, to give us a little talk about about, you know, his career and so on. That's fucking awesome. And, that is pretty sweet. And he is in real life exactly as you would envision, just this huge Moses-like character, yeah. very, very strong and great voice. And it that's was what, wonderful. That's what I've always heard. I've always heard that he was exactly... Oh, yeah. That it was that Chuck Heston is Charlton Heston. It's Chuck the same. Heston. Well, that's what, that's what his friends called him was Chuck. No, I don't doubt yeah. it. It's just that... What you see is what you get. Yeah. Well, it's like when you hear Jimmy Stewart versus James Stewart. It just doesn't sound right. Like, it... It's well, weird. well, you know, there's two, there's, there's Jimmy Stewart and there's James Stewart. They're two different people, you know, depending on the movie you're watching. This is very you know. true. <laughs> but this, this is actually, um, 
this this movie is actually uh, has a special place in my heart because Do tell it is apparently, and I don't have this confirmed, but you know I'm a huge MST3K fan. What? And um, excuse me, we knew that. Mm -hmm. um, and supposedly, there the scene that's coming up where Charlton Heston is sitting in the theater mm -hmm. watching Woodstock, and he's talking to the screen. <laughs> supposedly. Uh oh, here supposedly. it comes. Really? Supposedly. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> that is the. Uh, that was what inspired Joel Hodgson to make MST3K, uh, seeing him sitting in the theater talking to it. And that apparently was the, was the nucleus of the idea. And so, yeah. That's so. pretty funny because especially it's, it's a sad representation of Charlton Heston's loneliness, I guess, because he's the only social interaction he really gets is when he goes to the movies and watches yeah. the same movie over and over ago or over and over again. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it, it's interesting too, because the only reason that movie was, was in there was because I think it was Warner Brothers highest grossing because this was like a weird time for Warner Brothers. In uh, what sense? Well, it was owned by like, uh, it was a company called like Kinney Leisure Enterprises or something, Kinney Leisure Incorporated. <laughs> okay. No, and if you look at the beginning of the movie, it's it's got the Warner Brothers logo, but then it actually has this name uh, across it and they actually had to sell Warner Brothers I will hire Kenny Leisure to come and because play an acoustic set while I beat some sense into you. They, they had to sell Warner Brothers because they got into some sort of a financial scandal because they also ran parking garages and they got into a price fixing scandal. What? It's the weirdest fucking it's thing. So, and so, they got in, so they got into trouble and they had to sell. They had to get rid of uh, like you of Warner Brothers. Sure. But anyway, Darth, why don't you tell us the uh, synopsis? Well, <laughs> you're putting the wrong emphases on the wrong syllables. <laughs> no, I'm just doing it en français. <laughs> oh, okay. hamburger. Exactly. <laughs> Le hot dog. But yeah, so the synopsis, Hindsiders, for those of you who have not seen this, Jim, uh, is a scientist who believes he is the only human to survive a worldwide bacteriological war unharmed attempts to save humanity by developing a curative serum from his own blood in this frightening tale of a post-apocalyptic near future. Yeah, and uh, basically it's vampires. Yeah, essentially. I mean, they and, are. Well, They're if, not, but they are. I mean, this movie's been remade, obviously. A lot of people saw the yeah. Will Smith uh, reiteration with the German Shepherd. I am which legend. Was, Yes, yeah. I Am Legend, which was very different. And the book and itself... And the one before this, too, because there was one before this with uh, Vincent The Last Pratt. Man Yeah, there's yeah. at least, yeah, last, yeah, last there's at least three. Yeah. So, But the book is wildly different from the I Am Legend Will Smith version because, first of all, uh, Charlton Heston actually fits the physical description of what Robert Neville was described as in the yeah. book. Yeah. He's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed man, uh, which is just Will Smith all over, don't yeah, you think? That, as soon as I hear that, I think Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, you know. first guy that comes to mind. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Charlton Heston actually fits the bill of the actual description of the character a little bit better, but they're both good movies. Like, I'll never watch I Am Legend again after what happened to that poor dog. Spoiler alert, but, you know. Yeah, see, I, I literally, that's enough to make me never watch the movie. Well, and they that's completely yeah. eliminated that from this version because Charlton Heston doesn't have a dog. No. Uh, Robert Neville never really had one as a pet in the book, but there's one that he just kind of feeds on occasion, and it's... Yeah. It comes around, but it also ends up meeting yeah. its demise, which is terrible. Yeah. Interesting fact. Um, the director, uh, do you know who directed this movie? I do not. I do not either. Enlighten us. Okay. So his name uh, was Boris uh, uh, Segal. Boris Segal. <laughs> okay. Two interesting things about him. His son, 
Jason Seagal? No. Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal? <laughs> no, his daughter. Jason Seagal. His daughter is Katie Seagal. <gasps> no. His daughter is Katie Seagal. Get out. I love At, Katie yeah. Seagal. Yeah. That's so random. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leela from uh, Futurama and uh, I love uh, Mrs. Her. Bundy, uh, Peg. Peg Bundy. Peg Bundy. Also the um, mom from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. She's in everything. Yeah, she's in God. a lot of stuff. Yeah, so that this is her dad. Other interesting thing about uh, Boris Seagal is he was killed by a helicopter. No. Like you do. Not killed in a helicopter. Killed he was killed by, by a helicopter. <laughs> okay. How does one accomplish that? Well, when this is a top tip for all of you listening in the audience. Okay, so write this down and keep it in your wallet in case you ever go. need it, okay? I'm ready. If you ever get out of a helicopter with the spinny bits still spinning, <laughs> walk forward, not backwards. Because if you walk backwards, you might take a turn and walk straight into the tail blade. What? Ouch. Yeah. How does one do that? I thought that? maybe he was hanging out with Vic Morrow or something. Well, you know, it's very similar to what happened to Vic Morrow. Mm-hmm. Except, well, it, it, Vic Morrow was just sort of standing there in the helicopter, you know, inter- him. intersected with him yes. uh, and two kids. Um, oh, that's a terrible story. Oh, my know? God. But yeah, but no, so, so he was partially decapitated. And died five hours later in a hospital. Christ mm. on sale. Yeah. That is horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's... Uh... And, and here I thought you, <laughs> you were going to say, when you're getting onto a helicopter, don't go up on a step stool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> leave, leave your uh, jump rope or, or pogo stay, stick at stay home. Low, oh stay low. Stay low. Yikes. Yeah, but, you know, that's the sad thing. But the cool thing is that, yeah, it is Katie Sakal's dad. Um, I had no idea. And... Oh my! I have like tons of trivia about this one. I don't want to just jump it all out there, but uh, the uh, the editor, um, and I think this is actually really cool. If you watch the movie, it's a very the first two thirds of it are really atmospheric. You know, the the last third is kind of an action movie, right? But the, but the first two thirds is a lot of atmosphere. There's a lot of you know um, setting the tone, yeah, for what he's going through. Yeah. And one of the reasons that that was accomplished, and I got—I don't remember his name, William H. Ziegler, uh, who used to edit films for Alfred Hitchcock. So he actually is the editor uh, from Strangers on a Train, Okay, Topaz, and Rope. So he did three Alfred Hitchcock movies. So definitely you can Charlie sort of— Charlie Bronson's always got rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck does that have to do with anything? It's from Boondock Saints. Nobody watches that. I've watched it at least a trillion well, times. One of these actors was in Mr. Majestic, by the way, with Charles Bronson. Who? The, the young kid, um, he, the one that f- handles the pyrotechnics. Oh, See, he was uh, an that antagonist. was a He was an antagonist in, the, in Mr. Majestic. Oh, Damn. and fun fact, before we move on, that car that was on fire, interesting, uh, it's the only 70s car to ever have been lit a flame that didn't automatically explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the only car in, from the seventies that didn't need any help. <laughs> Why didn't they just use Ford Pintos? In all those I movies? don't know. Yes. That would have been more effective. Cause but... we, need, we need the car to wait till we say action. <laughs> yeah. And so in the book, I, I don't know if I missed it in this version of the movie, but like in the book, I know that the vampire type zombie thingies are basically against Robert Neville because he's a threat to them. He's constantly killing them and they're like, oh, he's a terrorist. We need to get rid of him. Yeah. He threatens our way of life. Like Yeah, which so- is yeah, that's the cool thing in the in the in the book is that it, it pits him like he thinks he's the hero the whole time. 
And they're like, dude, you just show up and kill us. <laughs> these, <laughs> you know, like we're just hanging out. Yeah, these zombie vampires go outside about as much as powder from the movie Powder. So, like, they're all ridiculously chalk white. And it is amazing how much different he looks before and after he gets zombified. <laughs> uh, I keep wanting to say it's it's not Claude Akins. It's uh, Anthony Zerbe. Anthony Zerbe. We love Anthony. Yeah. Zerbe or Zerbe. I don't know how it's I don't, I, but. Yeah. But um, I did learn a new phrase from this movie that I'm going to use somehow in the future. I haven't figured it out yet, but yes. I love that the vampires basically call Charlton Heston's fort a honky paradise. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Honky paradise. Yes. That's, Fantastic. A, that's actually what I'm going to put on the name. Uh, I'm going to have a song of, your man of, of cave. my man cave, honky paradise. Honky paradise. And that, that's a, a racial slur that you can just use freely. Oh, even yeah, today. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, as Louis okay. C.K. famously I, I will, said. I will give the entire audience an H pass. You can use it. Go for it. Well, My feelings don't get hurt. I love the word. Honky. Yeah, it's great. Oh, you're white men. Nobody Honky. can even hurt y'all's feelings. Good Lord. <laughs> and another member of the cast, or the crew. Yes. <clears throat> Jade, you might appreciate this one. Do tell. Ron Grainer. He composed the music. Okay. Um, which the music is really cool. Uh, it's, y you won't have picked up on it until I tell you this, and then it'll make sense. Okay. He did the music for another little TV show that actually started shortly before this called Doctor Who. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. The, he did the Doctor Who theme, and his music is like still, like I don't know how long he lived. I don't know how long he worked on the show, but he worked on it for either. a while. But yeah, it's the same music. It's written by the same guy. It stands to reason that yeah, I wouldn't remember Who, that, yeah. given the fact that I didn't get into Doctor Who until... Um, the ninth doctor. Well, so that, yes, it was, was it was a while was down that, the was road. Was that Eccleston? Yeah, that was yeah, Chris here. Eccleston. Yeah. And then it now, was now I David Tennant. Oh, I, <laughs> now I it's stopped watching garbage. it forever yeah. ago. Like it's so aggravating. Yeah. It was, it was really in its heyday with David Tennant and they apparently brought him back recently, but I have not I, seen it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Tom Baker guy. Tom Baker. I've awesome. always been well, a that's Tom David Tennant's father-in-law. Say what? Yeah. Uh, oh my so, God! There's so many connections. Well, there's with these this. Films. I'm forgetting her name, but the blonde actress that David Tennant married, Tom Baker's her dad, I believe. Oh. Uh, but uh, he was actually at Dragon Con several years ago, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, are you and David friends in real life? Do you get along?" He goes, "Yeah. He actually just got me a DVD player for Christmas. Like, so <laughs> nice. apparently they've got a great relationship." Okay. But they've both been the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you brought it up. I just yeah, ran well, with it. Back to Sweaty yeah, Heston. Ba yeah, back to Sweaty Heston. Back to the honky paradise. <laughs> Awful um, lot of honkies so in here. So we, we get throughout the beginning of the movie, we get several scenes uh, where they're kind of, and this isn't one of them, uh, but where they're sort of flashing back to what happened. Yeah, um, that stock footage was really intimidating. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, have, you, you have Matthias, who the, the villain of the piece. He's the head vampire. The, the head vampire. <laughs> Is he really the villain? It depends on well, your perspective, it, it, yes, right? Yes, you're absolutely correct. But he was the newscaster. Mm -hmm. um, so he's reading the news. Oh, I did not piece that yeah. together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, he looks completely different. He does. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he was the newscaster. And so we see clips of him sort of like describing like, oh, you know, there's, you know, the, the Chinese and the Soviets are up to something. And is this going to cause... The dog know, army is slowly yeah. taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, we we kind of get drips and drabs of the of what happened, and it it was in this telling of the story. It was biological warfare, mm -hmm. and that leads into Charlton Heston's character doing. Anybody doing what he was up to during the war? Oh, he um, was a, a chemist and a scientist. Yeah, he right? was, and he was looking for a cure. Yes, yeah. Um, 
and <clears throat> he's still sort of looking for a cure, but it, by this point he seems to have given up and he just kills vampires. Well, he's lost motivation, it seems, until, you know, a nice little side piece comes in and captures him. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to Which that. Which is an well, interest, interesting he, dynamic for them. He inoculated himself and he thought he was the last guy on earth, so why keep working on it, right? Yeah, true. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, he, well, there's one scene where he says he captured a vampire and tried to cure him. Oh, that's right. That's but it, right. But, he, but it didn't work, so he just said to hell with yeah. him. Yeah. Did he release him back into the wild or kill no, him? I'm pretty sure he <laughs> killed him. <laughs> and as a, a homage to the director, they had a helicopter crash in which I know. <laughs> Nastin, little did he know. Uh, yeah, ironically. A few right? years yeah. later. Uh-huh. I know. Uh, you know what? Hey, <laughs> is it too soon? soon? <laughs> it's never too soon. The way I Thank look you, at Anthony it. I, I, think we can, I think we can probably get away with this one. You know, yeah, happened. probably. Uh, Katie, if you're listening, we're sorry. Yeah. Yes, we love you, Katie. We do love you. Um, uh, who is now back on uh, on Futurama? Futurama, Futurama yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah new it. season. Yeah, it's awesome. I should just saw a picture of her recently with Christina Applegate, who's oh, now was, using oh, a cane yeah, to walk. Yeah. Poor thing. Because uh, she's it's got MS, yeah. is it, or Luke Eriks, Um or? But it's just crazy because Katie's a good, what, 20, 25 years older than her. But yeah, poor Christina yeah. just looks a little worse for the wear these days. But you know, there's that, the newscaster, Anthony yeah. Zerby. And then all the people are getting sick, <laughs> gripping their throats, falling down. But staying, keeping their, their skin tone very, very they similar are, after yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. This They don't is get pale or anything. <laughs> this is how I want to go. I just want to be walking down the street and go, <laughs> <laughs> live fast, die hard, yeah, and leave a good-looking corpse. Yeah, I can do two of those things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 50% ain't bad. Yeah, I got a couple you know. And it's <laughs> still holding his drink, right? No, just kidding. Well, it's the 70s. You had yeah. to booze it up well, in yeah. the evening for cocktail uh, hour. Also, a uh, huge error here. Uh, filmmakers were really scant. It's just this is negligence. Uh, the radio specifically says Conalrad. And Conalrad was the original emergency broadcast system that Harry Truman signed into law. <laughs> I love how everyone's but mouth it is was, up. But it was replaced by the emergency broadcast system in 1965. <gasps> oh. So they wouldn't have said Conalrad. Ugh. Get Jesus. it together, movie. And it's reasons like this why I just, you know, movie's crap. Oh, Colonel <laughs> Robert Neville. He is. He, that's his, that was his hat he put on Julius Caesar. He's an, Interesting. Army, he's an army colonel. Oh, I thought the statue was an officer, not him. No, he was a military <laughs> military officer. Good-looking military officer, I must say. Damn dirty apes. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I think one of the first times I ever even saw Charlton Heston was in an episode of Friends because uh, Joey's bragging to the effect of being in a Charlton Heston movie where he's the, uh, you know, loose cannon cop and nobody can get him to chill out and play yeah. by the rules. And he's like, oh, yeah, I get to go fishing with my dad this weekend. And when he... You know, starts in and on that whole speech of, well, what are you doing with your life, son? Well, I'm doing a movie with Charlton Heston, Dad. What are you doing with your life? Yeah, that's top trumps right there. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, that that wins. I win. <laughs> uh, friends connection to this movie. Uh, the and Beyond that. <laughs> spo- spoiler alert, but, you know, come on. Um, I mean, it was made in 1971. Get with it. Um, the end of the movie, the fountain that mm-hmm. uh, where Charlton Heston ultimately meets his fate is not... The fountain from Friends, but the fountain from Friends was actually there, and they moved it, mm-hmm. and they put that fountain in its place. So that is actually the location yeah. of the fountain. So, wow! Yeah. So there's when your, we go to Los Angeles, we must visit this spot. It, it's we yeah. must. Uh, apparently, the I know because I looked on Google Maps. The Charlton Heston's house, the brownstone that he lives in, is still standing. 
Mm-hmm. It's on the Warner Brothers back lot. You can actually book it for private events. You can like book like a, you can have like a, a corporate party or whatever uh, in front but of it's, Charlton Heston's. It's on a, yeah, same on with a, the uh, Wonderful Life set. set. Yeah, it's the Warner Brothers Ranch. Because uh, uh, yeah. Gilmore Girls was actually filmed on the It's a Wonderful Life set. Yeah, and I I think it's like that's where the WandaVision house is. And Something like that, I think yeah. I, it might even be the same place where the Lethal Weapon house is. It's just Warner <laughs> Brothers has a ranch where they just have all these, you know. Got it. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. So, yeah, but it's still there, though. It's it's still standing. Awesome. And there's a do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Smack. <laughs> Splash one. Oh, God. Colonel Henry Blake just died. Um, nothing. But Colonel Robert no. Neville is still with us. See, yeah, look that's at, close. Look at all that temper pain. <laughs> well, back in the 70s, you know, the, people were basically full of temper pain. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, but as he was flying in the helicopter, the pilot was infected and died very quickly. Bad timing. As was Robert Neville. But when he crashed, he had enough energy to grab his medical bag and, and do the experimental injection <laughs> into his leg. His and, do you, and do you notice that when he's doing that, the liquid, is, the liquid is just squirting? I know. <laughs> it didn't quite get into his skin, but it was enough to inoculate him and make him live forever. Well, there's a few little errors in the movie. You know, uh, awful lot of honkies in this poke. Oh, yeah, post- they're all honkies. Even, yeah, it's even. like an Edgar Winters cosplay. <laughs> right, you know? I mean, it's albino shaft. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, the, what's his name, Matthias? Yeah, the I lead vampire. Yeah, he just it, I, every time I look at him, I just think Edgar Winters. Well, I, can't I mean, not think Edgar. Oh Winters, my god, you know? I can see that now. But uh, it's funny because you have to. It gave me a Rick and Morty vibe, and I'll tell you why. Because that, yeah. remember when um, the vampires invade the kids' school and Rick has yeah. to kill them all? Uh, at the end, they have that little bit where it's like, seriously, Coach Ferratu? Guys, you should just be <laughs> yeah. like Bob or Steven or something. Wait, was, like, that the, was that the little Rick, Tiny Rick episode? Yeah. yeah okay. I'm Tiny yeah. Rick. I'm Tiny Rick. <laughs> Killing vampires with my grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And what, day, what day of the week does Charlton Heston dress for dinner? Sunday. Sundays. And he dresses like Sunday. Paul Revere in the Raiders. <laughs> no, he dresses yeah. like Austin frickin' Powers. Oh, that's right, Austin <laughs> yeah. Powers, you're right. Crushed velvet coat and the ruffle pirate shirt from oh. Seinfeld. Interesting costume choice, but I, I, I do like it. And it goes, that suit actually coordinates very well with the Browning automatic rifle that he has next yeah, to his window. Baby, yes. Yeah, baby, um, yes. Which is maybe the coolest gun ever made, the BAR. Why is that? It's just a fucking badass gun. Oh, it's I just, thought there was like yeah. some special feature to it. That no, it's just a badass. It's you know, it's just a you know, mean, awesome gun. Cool. Um, what is it? Thirty out six. Thirty out six. Thirty out six. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like a. What was that movie, Zombieland, with Woody Harrelson? Because mm-hmm. yeah. he did mm-hmm. the he did the same thing. Never where, saw it. Uh, well, it was actually pretty funny. Or it's either him or Bill Murray, but they basically collected all these artifacts like fancy stuff from museums that they've stolen because they can and no one's gonna stop them like oh i'd but, be doing that well that's what he did he plays chess yeah. with caesar so i would probably live in the smithsonian i, I would be like I, I would have like a little like cot like there's in, a game you know, in, yeah. yeah so smithsonian for you where would you yeah. live in the post-apocalyptic future mr brown well, well, I love well, this. I, I, <laughs> I think about this all the time. Oh, my God. That's a good question. But I got to tell you a Smithsonian story. I took my son to the Air and Space Museum. Mm-hmm. Very, very excited to show him because I love all of that equipment. You know what his favorite part was? Do tell. The escalator up and down. <laughs> 
He was three years old and he loved oh, it. He's riding oh, up the he's, escalator, okay, riding down okay. the escalator, riding that, up. That was a necessary piece of content. That was so, no, but that speaks to his personality. Because remember Cause when we were 15 now? Yeah, he was 15. Because when we went shark cage diving, he was what, 13 or 14? Yes. And like his big game was that he wouldn't let you sit down on one of the benches. And that's what, that was like the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. And I was just like, this kid's about to dive with sharks and this is what he's focused on. He's just a happy guy. It just would have been a very different story if it was like, yeah, he was 14. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It, was, it was just last year. The very, escalator was very, his favorite. Very different story. <laughs> but speaking of museums, you went to a pretty cool museum uh, over the past week because you were in a, uh, a very dull city. Ooh. There, Nothing ever happens. There's no law in no law. It was New Orleans. <laughs> yes. No, I went to the World War II Museum where they did have, you know, Browning automatic rifles. They had... B-17s hanging from the ceiling. It's amazing. So for any of you listeners out there, if you are in New Orleans, you must, must, must stop by yes. the World War II Museum. It's probably the best in the world, I would say. Uh, as far as World War II shit, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to have a hard time beating that. Um, and it, it's weird that it's in New Orleans. I know why. I mean, the, the whole story with Higgins and all that. But Right. But, you know, it is weird that we got, I'm from Louisiana, so we could say, oh, we got it. Somebody actually gave us something? Wow, that's cool. I think the last World War II uh, museum I visited was in Charleston. And, uh, oh, that's a good one. The company I was keeping on that particular day, I won't name names, but they literally asked me, who won the American Revolution? And I was like, it, so it was like a history of wars. It wasn't just World War II. It went all the way Wait, back to the revolution. Now, he left out that this person, that his kid was three years old. How old were the people you were with? Way too old to <laughs> ask me that question. <laughs> and I was they, like, they well. They didn't know who won the American Revolution? They asked me in all seriousness and I was like, okay, well, let me ask you a couple of questions and maybe you'll draw your own conclusions. So do we have a king or a president in our country? And they're like, president. And I was like, okay, so that would lead me to believe that who won the revolution in our country? God help us. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that's us. the post-apocalyptic future yeah, that we're seriously. living in now. <laughs> I would rather this post-apocalyptic future, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. See, I okay, so I'll answer my own question. I think I would take up residence at the aquarium. So I could dive with the animals <laughs> whenever I wanted to. I, I I feel like in a post-apocalyptic scenario, they're going to all be floating at the top of the tank. Pretty, no, I'll take care quickly. of them. That's the whole point. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they'll be my pets. Oh, they'll she, all be your pets. She knows pets. exactly what to feed, uh, feed the uh, the whale sharks. Right? <laughs> I do, as a matter of fact. Cool. Uh, well, my mom asked me once because uh, my niece's favorite animal at the aquarium is the one sea turtle tank that they have. And yeah. my mom was concerned. I know. Yeah, is, isn't he like 450 pounds, like something yeah, enormous? Really massive. Um, but she was concerned that uh, one of the Wait, sharks. Sorry. Would... Right here. If you look in the, that shot right there, look in, look in the left. Yes. Okay. Watch, watch the bus drive by. There it goes. Oh, where, where, where? <laughs> on the left. Uh, oh, because oh, we on... haven't mentioned the streets yet. <laughs> yeah. There, you can see a car and then a bus drive by. Because uh, y'all mentioned something interesting off camera about the roads. So what was that, guys? Well, well I'll say it. One of the things I learned after I'd seen this movie a long, long time ago, where the, the pickup apocalyptic shots in Los Angeles were just a Sunday morning. Because yep. back then, everything was closed. Everyone was probably hung over from Saturday night partying and, and were not. sleeping. And you can tell it was early morning. They just took all the shots. And, of course, one bus, one, yeah. one <laughs> metropolitan bus snuck through the cracks. The editors didn't pick it up. But. And there's, there's maybe a few times where you see it's, uh, it's a still photo. Oh, yeah. And yes, they're sort yes. of panning over a still photo, which works. I mean, it works. You know, yep. it's fine. It's supposed to be still anyway. So, and people don't, 
you know, in 2023, we don't think in terms of the fact that when you made a movie in 1971, no one was going to pause it and go back. Right. And if Oh, it, exactly right. You know, I think I've said it before on the show, like one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, Marathon Man, mm-hmm. when they shot it, you know, they shot it, it was just, you know, 35 millimeter film. It was a print, it, it, you know, things were not super crisp and sharp. And so the special effects could. Yeah. And there's a part where Roy Scheider. Cheesy. Yeah. There's a part where somebody goes to garrot Roy Scheider mm-hmm. and he puts his hand up before the garrot gets it. And it, so it catches it, but it, it cuts his hand and you can very clearly see a tube mm-hmm. running up the his blood hand. Tube. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like taped to his arm. It's like the SNL vomit trick almost. Yeah. Like. And it's so obvious now that yeah. I showed it to a friend of mine and he was literally laughing. It took, oh, completely no. took him out of the movie. That you know? sucks. Yeah. Wasn't that LJ? No, no, it was my friend Neil. Well, it's yeah. funny. We've talked about that before, too, like with Star Wars, how the special effects, once the movies got remade and revamped, like it just, it didn't look the same. And when you compare the old uh, special effects with the puppetry and stuff, that just always looked more real to me, but it looks kind of ridiculous in the revamped versions. Yeah. Well, uh, another cool gun. Uh, this Smith and Wesson. Yeah, this is the Smith and Wesson SNW 40, uh, 76? 76. 76. 9 millimeter, I believe, or yeah. 45. I think it's 9 millimeter. Mel Gibson's going to shoot it out in a desert somewhere. Well, which actually, <laughs> the gun has a cool story because it was originally made by, the I think, the Finns. Ah, uh, yes, it's a copy of a yeah. European model. Well, they they wouldn't sell them to us because of Vietnam. They mm-hmm. objected to Vietnam, so we said, oh, man. So Smith & Wesson just ripped it off. I'm digging this <laughs> tracksuit of Charlton Heston's. <laughs> it's so 70s. Oh, man, I love 70s fashion. <laughs> I would wear, I would wear, like, anything in this movie. Best decade know? for fashion. You've I thought you always thought it was the 90s, but is that for women oh, in particular? That's, yeah, yeah, for women. It's 70s fashion for women. It's not that good, no. in, my, in my opinion. I don't. I don't really care for it. '90s fashion for women was the peak. For men, it was the '70s. <laughs> in heaven, women are going to be wearing, you know, little black dresses. The Courtney Cox. The Courtney Cox, and men are going to have like loud ass leisure suits. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> now you know you made it to the right place. Leisure, <laughs> leisure suit, suit, Larry. Yeah. In the land of the lounge lizards. Little lizards. Yeah. And there's only a little. That was bit a video game. Day. You remember? Oh yeah. Oh, game? totally. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to play it. Oh, you weren't. I was not allowed to Why? play it. Oh, it was. It was. A, it was a filthy game. Leisure Suit Larry was all about getting laid. <laughs> it was a video game. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. About going out and getting laid. Your whole goal. You had to get certain keys and certain packages and certain money to to eventually get laid. At Throw the very them in end. the fishbowl. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That well, was I mean, one of the I end. guess I shouldn't be that shocked. We do have a little game called Grand Theft Auto where you beat up hookers with a bat. So oh. yeah. video games are, you know, out there, and I guess they have been for a while. I don't, well, it's weird, no, because Leisure Suit Larry was legitimately, that was the point of the game. In, in Grand Theft Auto, that's all, like, kind of on the side, you know? Like, <laughs> that's Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry, that was it. If you didn't get that laid, you didn't That was the point win. of the yeah. game? Oh, my God. Yeah. Was there actual, like, sex depicted, or I, is it just implied? I, I'm pretty, I've never heard of this. I'm pretty sure it's one of those things where it it there's some, you know, animated semi-nudity and then it fades to black that's exactly right it was it was it was most of the journey and not (laughs) the destination yeah (laughs) when in fact in 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 real life it's always the destination and you want it to be a very short journey might see if i can get a new version of this for my ps4 I, you know, I don't think that there's a PS4 port for uh, Legacy Larry. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. You uh, never know. I mean, they remade some games from the '90s. It's probably on Steam. 
Uh, I'd be willing to bet that you could probably get it from Steam somehow. Balding Uh, double entendre speaking leisure shoot wearing man in his 40s. The stories generally revolve around his attempting, usually unsuccessfully, to seduce attractive young women. Yeah. That was pretty much Welcome it. to my world. Yeah. As of 2011, <laughs> the series has sold 10 million copies. Yeah. Very popular. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, you know, certain things kind of resonate with the audience. That's magical. Um, sort of like uh, Charlton Heston in this scene when he hasn't seen a woman in a long time and he almost cops a feel on a mannequin. That mannequin is looking awfully good. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> oh, my hero. Plastic boobs. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> well, it, well, you notice how he's like, whenever he reaches up to the uh, to the mannequin, he's going really slowly. And my thinking there is that he's thinking, if I just touch the bra, it'll feel real. Oh, if yeah. If I go too far, I'm going to hit plastic. Yes. You hit plastic. There and, he goes. You know, yeah. Well, there he's go. clearly <laughs> he's clearly hard up. They make some indications when there was the, the calendar, the <laughs> yeah. 1975 calendar <laughs> the with the woman on, on it. Calendar. Yeah. And he was, yes, like snap on tools. And he's like, <laughs> I haven't heard any of that in two oh. years. You know? <laughs> I just loved that this woman. It's her, a ruse, you big dumb idiot. Her plan is just to freeze and pretend to be a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> and she almost got away with it, she too. Almost got away with it. And he's like, carefully examined. It's like, wait a minute, am I hallucinating again? Because he's been having some hard hallucinations. The phone's <laughs> ringing and everything. Now, this was a Foxy Cleo captor comes yes. to life. <laughs> yeah. Th- she takes him hostage, doesn't she? Does, she? Yeah. Um, this is, it's interesting because the love interest, um, in, in, uh, Omega Man, it, it was not controversial, but you know, it was, a, it was an interracial love interest, which I think her and Kirk already broke that. Yeah, that's true. You know, broke that glass ceiling. <laughs> but, um, apparently because there was a scene, um, in act around end of act two, beginning of act three, where they, where they have sex, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a puzzling scene. For one reason, and we'll we'll get to that. Okay, but, it was delicious, but proceed. But um, but Charlton Heston says. Speaking that the, of hard up, <laughs> <laughs> but Charlton Heston said that the actress was she was first of all she was nervous about doing a good job, and he was like, "Don't be nervous about that." Look, I was scared to death when I played Ben Hur. Like you know, just just go with it; you'll be fine. But then she was also ner- really nervous about doing the uh, the sex scene. And the sure, way, I mean, well, the way he put it is is that he said what he realized is that because he was he's older than her by 15 years yeah and she's <laughs> she's grown up seeing him God. he already had that math right <laughs> oh boy did he ever <laughs> yes <laughs> Know, dude. <laughs> he, was, he was born in 23. She was born in 38. Okay. Want to check if it was age appropriate. And then she was a little old for him, but uh, it was good. A little old. Well, oh but, but because she had grown up seeing him in movies that he said he realized it was like he they were basically asking her to sleep with Moses. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh that would be awkward. And that kind of made things a little a little odd. Yeah, I can imagine so, especially, you know, with how famous Charlton Heston Oh, yeah. Was. Mega, like, mega star. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And as, you know, a person who's never filmed a sex scene, I can only imagine how nerve-wracking it might be. Well, and see, and that's the weird thing about that scene, we might as well bring it up now, is that the in the aftermath, not the, the afterglow scene the next day. <laughs> it was, that was, I, not, I had forgotten that as a child. I was not, wondering why I love this movie so much. Yeah. Well, but it's weird because when she's sitting there on the bed naked. Yes. With with boobies exposed. Yeah, but the light, and I'll, I'll make sure to pop, put this up whenever we get to it in, um, in the movie. We'll but want to see that scene. The, the audience. We'll have to blur it, but yeah. um, 
Really? Yeah, we'll put a little. Oh, okay. You know, I'll, I'll put a funny thing. Don't worry, it won't appear blurry to you. You'll get to, you'll get to <laughs> see You'll get to you'll see, get to see oh, the boobs, but, you know. Um, but the Ugh. light is, is com- her face is completely in shadow. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they used a body double for mm-hmm. the nude scenes mm-hmm. because the actress said, well, look, I'll do the sex scene, but I'm not going to do nude, get a body double. Okay. But then you very clearly see her topless later on in the movie. Yes. And it's absolutely not a body double. I love how much thought has gone into this. <laughs> well, no, it's just it's a very weird shot because her face is completely obscured. And I'm thinking that it doesn't mean anything. It's got to be, you know, there's got to be a reason for it. Was it was an odd choice. Yeah. I'll just say. Stylistically yeah. speaking. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe, you know, director just liked it. Yeah, he's looking for his cask of Amontillado now uh, in this massive wine cellar. He just goes around, you know. He's very casual. Leading the high life. (laughs) And the spiders really are discriminatory in where they spin their webs. Yeah. Not in the clothing store at all. But anywhere around the the, the darker areas or the the wine cellar, there's cobwebs everywhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the spiders are drunks yeah. in this universe. Yeah, yeah, I all believe you're right. They're alcoholics. <laughs> they're all hammered. <laughs> uh, he, he's very casual, though, about walking around, and I, I would just constantly be on guard. Always. See, I don't know how he uh, lived through this. He, they just felled a massive wine case on him, and he's just fine. He walks away. Because he's Charlton Heston. I suppose. Get your wine off of me, you damn dirty, dirty ape. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then I think when was Planet of the Apes made? I'm gonna think late sixties. Yeah, was late late sixties. Yeah, <laughs> just Edgar Winter's going to you know it looks like the beginning of a video. Um, we do actually need to take our first break. All right, sounds good. So not we, but for the sex scene, Jason. Don't worry, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll pick it up with the uh, with the sex scene. Um, so we will be back in about one second. And we're back. Hi. And we were just discussing some of the rules associated with the family. The family was very bitter about all the technology. So, who yeah, it's like use- they're Amish. Yeah, that's it's, what I was going to say. Really they're Amish, or or what is it? The Jewish people on Sundays or during certain when they periods. keep Sabbath. Or- yeah, they can't use technology. So, so Anthony Zerb said, "No, there will be no technology." But lo and behold, you know, the African American fellow carries a Colt forty five. He's cheating. Now, well, the reason that Heston wasn't cheating was because, you know, no holds barred for Heston because he wasn't part of the family. There's no He's rules. not a man of God. Charlton Tr- no. Heston, has, He's a he, he recognizes no rules. <laughs> well, and it's weird, too, because when, you know, you talk about the machine thing, you, you know, you wish that there was like this one vampire guy who was really anal about it. <laughs> you know, like, quick, put him on the, put him on the cart. Um, wheels are simple machines. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gary, is that an inclined plane I see? Oh, my God. Okay, none of that. Uh, Fetch the uh, horse uh, and buggy. No levers. No <laughs> levers, thank you. Those are machines. Oh okay, God. all right. You know, because there is a part where they like they, they push a... Um, catapult. A, they, they Well, yeah, they use a catapult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a machine of war. Bow and arrow. The bow and arrow, yes. Obvious machine. So they're basically just kind of douchebags. Yeah. As opposed to they're being They're treating it like a buffet. They, they take what they want and leave the other rules behind. Yeah. Like <laughs> She's going to put on a dashiki and blow his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we've, we've all been there. We God, if I had a nickel for every time I was trying to get laid and I forgot to top up the generator, and because of that, the lights went off, and then the vampires started coming in. God, I mean, well, and you got you've got to wonder how. I've um, been waiting for two years too, oh, yeah, and he was so close. Their lips were just about to touch, yeah. and the lights went out. Oh, the damn generator! I must damn. have had my mind on something. You kind of wish like the vampire would have stuck his head in the window and gone, "Oh shit, dude, I'm." 
Yeah. Sorry about that. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come back. And then we'll be back in. Yeah. Right. Well, you have to wonder how much the, um, the tolerance scale, because there's that crazy ratio that men will tolerate depending on how hot a woman is. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I bet that just went out the window during this situ- uh, situation. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, you know, like tolerance, like from an ethnicity thing. Cause you know what I noticed about the family? No Italians. <gasps> Interesting. You know, Interesting. Uh, just like Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Name an Italian in Star Trek. Um, they prove background that, actor number three. They prove that all <laughs> that there's no limit to what people can do when they work together. Russians, Americans, African Americans. As long as there's no Italians, we can do anything. No, they didn't want those greasy Italian. <laughs> well, I was listening to a, an Italian comedian, Frank Liotti, and he was talking about how back in the seventies, uh, that Italian actors were typically cast as Native Americans. He was like, "We oh, used yeah. to play Native Americans, and now we play nothing." he was like no seriously name an italian actor over like younger than 70 who's headlining movies right now you can't do it like even joey who was a very italian character on friends he's not italian they he had to dye his hair for 10 years well who's maniscalco sebastian maniscalco he's a comedian though he's not like a big you know box office movie star i think is the point of that so yeah that's weird i can't think of any italian like current like actors there's no uh, um, there's no joe pesci no al pacino there's um, um Robert anthony, De Niro. anthony from sex in the city he's a comedian and he's an actor um uh antonio we'll call him he's no, got to end in a vowel I'm blanking on his name i have no idea oh mario cantone oh mm, yes. i don't know who that is um <laughs> <laughs> he's a comedian <laughs> And a Broadway performer. So. Yeah. Ah, okay, now, now. So now here's the nookie. Yeah. You know, so Ugh. this is, uh, this is you know, Charlton Heston getting it on. It's been a few years. Let's you get know, it so on. This, this probably is not going to last very he, long. He did say he may have forgotten how it all works. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, in the 70s, because if, if this happened today, there'd be unlimited Viagra. Just go to the pharmacy <laughs> and break the door down. Doesn't it go bad after a while? It's got to have yeah, a shelf well, life. Well, uh, I will be honest, be, being a, a nerd, I was sort of looking at this going, how long is the gasoline supply going to... Ah, there you go. Adam. I wondered that same... Oh, God. Okay, so look, now... Buttocks. No no look at the face. Okay. All right. Also, I thought it would have been really cool in this scene. And see, look, oh, you can't see your yeah, face. That's yeah, that's really true. Strange. Like, it's a body double. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, good catch, I, good catch. I do think in this scene, it would I wasn't been, looking at her face. Yeah. I didn't Shocking. <laughs> this would have been a lot better if Charlton Heston had, had his lab coat on and no pants. <laughs> I just thought that would be the most, and he's like doing his science, <laughs> but he's, he's just buck ass naked with, except for his lab coat. <laughs> that would have been good. That's in the, uh, the alternate, uh, one with Leslie Nielsen. Well, it would have been uh, great if he had like number one, the Doberman running around in the background too. That would have been awesome. Like in that rock Hudson movie. That we watched. Oh, God. <laughs> Embryo. Embryo, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're in the sundries Pantless department. Science. I need some sundries. <laughs> but no, to your point about the gasoline, that's always kind of a suspension of disbelief scenario. Yeah, because it's like, volatile. Yeah, because yeah. in Walking Dead, you know, they're how many years into the apocalypse and they're just running around on motorcycles and cars and stuff, and it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's just not going to work. Planned Parenthood although I, supplies. Uh, although they're... <laughs> I didn't notice that yeah. when I first Birth it. control. <laughs> <laughs> no one to judge us about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this so laugh and laugh. And He's got a very Willem Dafoe smile. <laughs> no, Willem Dafoe has, has a very a Charlton Heston smile. smile. Yeah. Yes, Thank right. you. Um, 
it's I like how they have a sign for cadavers and DOAs. So like when you push up with the body, you're like, well, wait, what's the technical DOA. difference? No, Charlie, that's a cadaver, not a DOA. He's been dead for, you know, at least an hour. What's the fucking difference? <laughs> Look, man, it's the army. I just, it's what we do. Oh, speaking of NOLA, there are two hospitals still in NOLA that are boarded up like post-apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. You know, after the hurricane, it's like right in the center of town, all boarded up. That, the, that hurricane, uh, the town's never going to be the same. Right. Like, no one is ever going to see the New Orleans I grew up with. It's it's gone. Yeah. Um, any spooky stuff happened while you were there? Ooh. No. Any hangovers? Yes. <laughs> okay. Every every morning. You have to get at least one oh, yeah. if you're in New Orleans. I think yeah. It's, it's like a rite of passage. And uh, did you did you throw your shoes away when you got home, or did you... Oddly, uh, I didn't. No. Really? No, no. I spent most of my time in the hotel. Oh, Okay. I bet you The did. convention center, we'll call yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember there being three blondes or something like that uh, performing at this convention of yours. The singing bells. The singing bells. Them. Let me ring your bell. <laughs> <laughs> the heck just happened? I heard a beep. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> but yeah, so None of that. Don't push the button. Oh. So, so I guess... Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say the... Um, the as much as I love the movie, and I do genu- genuinely love the movie, I kind of find myself in the third act getting a little bored. Yeah, the movie lasts a little too long for what it is. It's- yeah, yeah, I don't care about, and I hate to say this, but I just don't give a shit about the relationship between the the two characters it doesn't do anything for me. It's not. I don't uh, see them really having much chemistry. Like the, there's not much of a spark it, between them. It's just now they're each other's only option. They're horny. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That, yeah. That's the attraction. That's yeah. the motivator. Man, <laughs> well, because he, he says that if I was the last boy on earth and you're the last. The, in, well, we kind of are. So I guess that means, <laughs> you know, um, of course, it would have been funnier if she'd said, no, I, you know, not if you're the last man. On earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but the third act does get into the plot of the the sort of where you think the resolution is going to go, which is that they're trying to develop a serum to protect the few humans who are left, including um, small children, including yeah. small children who are all infected. Right. They all have the the disease. How does that work exactly? Because it doesn't kill them. I thought he was inoculating them basically to prevent them from catching the disease, but they're already sick. Like if the way it works, because he uses it on, on her brother, on, on the little boy, Jimmy or uh, Richie, Richie, I think, uh, the dumb shit, he gets himself killed. (sighs) Yeah. Sorry. I I don't know. He's so idealistic. Maybe, maybe the vampires can be changed. Yeah. No. Yeah. Once a vampire, always a vampire. That's racist. And I, I kind of get the idea that it, you know, it's sort of like saying, you know, you're trying to help people, but maybe there are some people who don't want you to help them. And maybe there's a message there. Well, that's the whole crux of it is that it's a new society and a completely new age of people. And they just don't approve of Heston's way of life and they don't want the serum. They don't want the technology. It's just like a whole belief system. Well, that brings that's up, why they're in monastery road. That brings up another, yeah, I know where they find all those. I have no idea. And like, but- as soon as she turns into one, she's got a robe. Yeah, it's just like it grew out of her skin oh, yeah. or something. That's you know? right. It was the standard uniform. The, yeah, they just looted the creepy cult store, which it's Los Angeles, so that yeah. probably exists. If only we had a Holocaust but, globe, that would be something. Where'd you get that? <laughs> but it's but the, the other thing about the movie that, if you kind of think about it, doesn't make any sense, is that the family seems 
their goal is to erase all of the science and weapons and technology and art and mm -hmm. everything of the past that ever existed in a very small part of Los Angeles. <laughs> and they're acting like, now oh, we kill this guy and that's it for technology. It's like, but you're just in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, you, you know, what about the people? Like, are there mutants in like Chicago who are building flying cars? Because <laughs> they just were like, no, fuck One that. One can only hope. Yeah, you know, I mean. Um, it's a competing family. They have different standards and morals. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess different types of societies would break out eventually, just like with human beings in yeah, general. Like, which actually could be an interesting thing for someone to go, like, if... I, I have this fantasy of when AI gets good enough that you can just tell it to make you a movie. You know, just being able to say, like, AI, make a movie... Hollywood writers are mad at you for saying that, Jason. Well, you know, I mean, so were the buggy... Uh, the <laughs> buggy with people. Yeah, the buggy with <laughs> if people. If I had asked people know. what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm a... Yeah. You know, try being a lawyer. You know, we're we're yeah, like number luck, one. We're number friend. one in the chopping block in yeah. the AI world. Uh, no, but um, the um, it would be cool to say I would like a movie about the exact same world, just set in a different place with you know different characters, um, or a sequel because I think there's room for a sequel here. Do you? Well, yeah. The kids grow up and you follow them on their journey. <laughs> Well, that's one way you could go with it. But the other thing is that at the end of the movie, uh, it's very, very obvious. That Did you notice? The crucifixion? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's, it's, Charlton Heston, spoilers. Come on. Um, <laughs> when he dies at the end of the movie um, and he, he saves a, vo a bottle of this serum that yeah, will he cure saves him. And he, humanity, manage basically. he manages to get that to the people who need it and then he dies. And it's very obvious that he's posed. In the very traditional, you know, uh, Michelangelo, you know, pose, Renaissance, yeah. you know, crucifixion? crucifixion pose. Yes. Good. Yes, good. Um, mm -hmm. Crucifixion? No. <laughs> this <laughs> okay. can go live on an island. Off you go then. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Can't go death. But uh, I think it sort of could imply that he, you could do a movie where he actually resurrects. Oh, I like that. Because they are thinking about a sequel to I Am Legend. I mean, it, it would make sense. Coming out in 2025. Yeah. Really? It with Will I Smith. Was, I was about to look that it up. It starts but... with him smacking a comedian, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this is Vampire Nightclub. Oh, my God. <laughs> Today we give an award to... <laughs> uh, no, but because you have the whole idea that they are... That Heston was immune... But what if he's not necessarily immune? It's just the virus affects him differently. Right. And if he dies, he can come back. And you've got, already got the, you know, the Christ-like imagery. So, you know, you could just wait three days and see what happens. Three days, exactly. Yeah. 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 But they didn't put him in a cave. So wasn't that a, an important component? Yeah, they did just <laughs> the resurrection. They well, did. they took his hat out of the water. Yes. Yeah, that was important. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was going to take it. I did too. <laughs> but she I didn't. thought that would have been cool if she took it. Yeah, yeah. me too. But it was wet. Now, was this... Gross. Once we have, once Charlton Heston has developed a cure for um, the the disease, um, the characters become very stupid. Uh, specifically, the little boy who Richie Richie Charlton Heston has spent a lot of time grooming him, I, oh, curing. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> a little slow on the trigger there. Uh, you're a mess. You? I, it's, it's, I can't do it fast enough. <sighs> but um, so continue Bring your in. point, Jason. Yeah, I'll be quiet. He, well, no, I was going to say that the, that he gets very stupid, uh, and and 
And he's super his, naive and thinks... Well, his sister's not too bright either. No, not really. Because she just decides to go shopping. <laughs> well, Charlton Heston was shopping earlier with the mannequins. That's how he found the <laughs> but sister. He, but he, he's not in fact, he can't turn suddenly. That's a good point. So he, and Charlton Heston is also stupid because he lets her go. Yeah, because my question is, and maybe I just didn't pick up on it. It's Is it just his blood? Like he didn't mix it with anything or is it... Because if you're saying he's the one who's... Yeah, but we don't know what that is. Yeah, it's like he... He cut it with a rosé, I think. Yeah, because it's very thin. It's, it's very thin. It's a, it's a serum. Well, he finds stuff in his old lab, um, and it's like, you know, okay, we can re-engineer the antibiotic from this. But And that's super. That, that's really good. He uses the methotrexate to slow down the aging process. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then, like, he knows that she's infected. She hasn't been cured. And it's established that you can turn at any time, just at a moment's notice. You're just all of a sudden your hair turns white. Yeah, because at least in The Walking Dead, for instance, there were specific rules to that. So, like, everybody was infected. You come to find that was a big twist to the show a couple seasons in. And so it really depended on how you died. Like, if you died of a heart attack, you were going to come back as a zombie or a walker is what they call them on that show. But if, you know, you were decapitated, no, you're not going to come back. So it's just, is yeah, everybody infected? Stupid. Yeah, right. Uh, but, I hate yeah. zombies. <laughs> I think I might have mentioned well, that in like, previous shows. It's just like with vampires. There's different rules with every different story. Like some of them sparkle. Some of them can't go out in sunlight. Like it just, it, it's so stupid. But these can go out in sunlight. They just avoid it. It burns. It burns. It hurts mm -hmm. them. There, There's more explanation in the book. Um, the author does a pretty good job in the book of coming up with a scientific reason for everything that's the vampire stuff, even down to the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that they, I think in the book, it's not that they don't have reflections, but they have like this, if they look at themselves in the mirror, that like it freaks them out. Huh. They have like this hysterical blindness thing that happens, but there's like the bacteria is like a, a bio glue. So if you wound them, this. it'll like stick back together and that, like he even explains why garlic works on them. Like there's actually a reason why garlic. It's been so works long since them. I read yeah. the story that I don't really recall why that was. Yeah, it's been but years. Uh, they, I don't remember if they kept all of those hard and fast rules in I Am Legend. Uh, no, she's naked again. Um, she yeah. likes to be naked, but no, no, no blocking of the face. Yeah, no. you can no. see Oliver. Like, just yeah, it's weird in profile. But I guess, still. maybe she warmed up to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's, they just warmed up the set. Well, maybe it was less intimidating <laughs> yeah, without true. Charlton Heston on the scene. <laughs> but they could have filmed that shot that she was in earlier without. Yeah, because they were across the room from yeah, each other. Yeah, they could have so, filmed that without yeah. him there. I mean, no, I know. It had to be I very know, clear. I, I know if I was naked, I would prefer Charlton Heston not be there. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that, Jason. Yeah. That, uh, I, that would be my preference. <laughs> be a little awkward. It's like, Charlton, oh, the, Chuck, my. why are you looking at me that way? Because <laughs> uh, I'm a professional. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm my, committed to my craft. <laughs> God, man. <laughs> but yeah, so the kid, the little brother, he is startlingly naive, as you stupid. mentioned. Uh, he's a fucking totally idiot, stupid. is all he he's is. He's a little boy. He doesn't, he, you he's know, he's not wants... that little. Okay. And he's he like pays the ultimate price. Yes. Yes. Sad. See, he's still simple enough to enjoy the escalator the most out of the entire museum. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> my son. Mm -hmm. uh, have I told you about my fear of moving stairs? No, I'm, tell af us. I'm afraid it's escalating. Uh, <laughs> I, that was that, I can tell that one in the office. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, the kid basically he goes looking for the vampires. Like, what? What's he, he trying to accomplish right now? No, I don't know. He wants to give them the cure. Yeah, he wants to help them. But they don't want to be helped, dude. No, so they don't. No. get the f out of here. Yeah, and his his priorities are really weird because I mean, I, I kind of uh, you see he changed his mind like. Right, he's like, oh, maybe this wasn't such a good idea, and then they catch him. Yeah, I well, wish he had come to that conclusion maybe halfway down the drive. <laughs> yeah, there. that would have been convenient. But the thing is, like, you know, there's a double standard going on. A black, the vampires... a black kid surrounded by honkies and rubs. <laughs> this is not ending well for oh you, my, my God, friend. <laughs> this oh, is no. not ending well at all. Oh Christ! <laughs> Bleep yourself, dude. I'm just saying. <sighs> He wears a kind of a combination. This is Charlton Heston between an army hat and a Navy <laughs> FBM coveralls. He's got all the military branches covered. Those there. coveralls are cool. Oh, oh like they're the, so with, cool. With the nipple slips. <laughs> the little, oh, yes. Yes, yeah. of course. Nipple slips. Yeah, the, the zippers that go like this. Oh, the little okay. little diagonal zippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, like, did they give the kid an option or, like, no, they what just, are they, what's no. happening? They were judge, scene? jury, and executioner. Well, gotcha. they, they make it out, the way it seems is that, you know, they're telling the kid, like, you know, uh, the great like, no, you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, listen to our bullshit philosophy, <laughs> and because of our bullshit philosophy, we're going to do something awful to you, and it makes it, it really seems like they're going to take the kid and use the kid as bait to get Charlton Heston out well, that's what I was thinking, too. I was expecting yeah, it. Yeah, it seems like the obvious conclusion. But what happens instead, gentlemen? Just kill him. Thank you. <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little paint on his chest. We don't yeah. know exactly how they did it. but The same guy from Assault on Precinct 13 <laughs> threw some uh, temper yeah. paint on yes. uh, He's with Tia Was now. he a Chicano hood or a Chicano tough who uh, killed the kid? Ooh, see, I, can, I still, I, I still I don't know yeah, the difference. I haven't, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> but, Hoods uh, and toughs. I don't know. I just feel like these guys could probably be doing more with their time. Holy gauchos, Batman. <laughs> the 70s fashion, you're right. I know. I, I would yeah. not want to go back to that era. I no. really wouldn't. No, for guys, it was great. For women, the fashion was pretty rotten. Like bell bottoms, sure, but yeah. pretty much everything else. No. Now, she did have a skirt on moments ago. And you say she gets into a hood quickly or what? Yeah, basically, that? as soon as they convert her into a vampire, she's suddenly bleach white and oh, yeah. uh, is also yeah. in a monastery robe. Yeah, and see, and that's what's really. It's odd because I could see her turning into the vampire. That makes sense. Okay, they've established like you know you're going to turn into this this thing, but why would she immediately have a connection with these people? Well, I don't know why they're not magic. It's no. there's no magical hold. What so do you mean? Like they? But they're still like, trying to convert. But she's like, I'm part of the family now, and it's like, well, wouldn't couldn't she just turn into a vampire and be like, fuck these guys? Yeah. I'm going to go be my own vampire over here. Like, <laughs> we'll do my own thing. I'm going to have my own know? private vampire club. Yeah, and you can't come. <laughs> Unless yeah. you know the secret password. No, but seriously, like, I, I yeah, whatever. Kind of an independent contractor. Because in the book, she was a spy. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. she yeah, she was yeah, a she spy. Was. Yeah, and, they used her against him. Yeah, and it was like, in, you know, she she's really sweet to him because when they're going to kill kill him they give him or he, he she well gives, don't they trick him into thinking her, that he's like rescuing her or something and yeah. really she she was the actual bait at yeah, the end of it and it's like they're gonna kill kill um the the hero and she's like hey i i it sucks that you're gonna get killed and all but i love you so i'll help you here's some cyanide yes <laughs> oh geez thanks that's that's fucking awesome <laughs> 
super appreciate that. Yeah, do they convert the little boy or do they just murder him? No, like, they just murdered, murdered him. him. Oh, okay. Which is so weird because their whole thing is wanting to convert people into being is it vampires? Though? No, their whole thing is destroying science and technology. They don't really, they don't convert people. They don't like bite them to change them. They don't have to, I guess, because if everybody who's infected can spontaneously combust into a vampire, like yeah, it. so like why kill the kid? Yeah, what's the just point? Just let him go. Just let him. Well, That's right. But just let he, him. No, but if he's cured, and they believe he's cured. That might have been it. Uh, he's one of them, uh, and that's he's a not good coming point. to us. Yeah. So Stunt just man. take him out. After Ex- after watching Hooper, oh, there, <laughs> shit. Oh, Is God. there a Hooper connection? No, there. There was a scene where um, a bunch of the hooded guys run after a car that's on fire, and it might be coming up. It might. It might be in this shot. I thought it was in the beginning when they uh, yeah, they trapped right. him between two walls of fire when he's trying to get back to his house. But it looked exactly like the stunt that Hooper did. Even Hooper, they were in robes yeah. when Hooper did that. Yeah. And I think they were supposed to be monks in that. But it was like, holy crap, that was the same stunt. I wonder if that was one of the ones that they said, hey, let's do, you know, an homage to something we did in the past. Well, because which came first? This. Omega Man? Oh, uh, Omega Man. Okay. Yeah. This is the beginning of the 70s. Hooper was the end of the 70s. It was 78. Yeah, because this is was 71. Was Jan Michael Vincent in that? Yes. Yeah, I, I yes. love Hooper. We Super. had a ball talking about that movie I'm last sure week you when did. you were out of town. Uh, which, uh, that, see, it is 623 in the studio right now, Central or uh, Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, Where do you think we are? So that means that, yeah, the episode Hooper has already dropped. So oh, the schedule. Nice. So when you guys go Sweet. home, you'll be able to listen to Hooper. I'll listen to it on, on the way YouTube. home. On the YouTube. On the YouTube. But yeah, so we're we're getting toward the end of the movie. Yep. Um, the little boy has been murdered. The girl is now a vampire. Uh, and Charlton's alone again. And then, yeah, of course, not quite alone. Once he gets to the top, the girlfriend has betrayed him. Yeah. yeah. All of the bad bitch. guys are there. And, and that's when I become very sad because I, I really wanted him to live. I know. I know. When I, when I watch this movie in the, you know, the very end. Spoiler alert, they hit him with a spear. Yeah. And he pulls it out and they pull up. And I'm like, please just keep living on. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to live. Because I was at that age when I saw this when I didn't want the hero to die. Yeah. Oh. And I did precious. not, when I was young, I did not notice the the crucifixion reference. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think as a kid you would, you would spot no. that. But as an adult, it is Oh, very, oh it's glaringly very, obvious. Very, yeah. very obvious. <sighs> yep. There's a robe. Yeah, she got a robe. Styling and profiling. But yeah, it's... It is a, you know, downer of an ending for sure. <laughs> I mean, but at least there's hope for humanity because he does hand them his bottle of blood. Yeah. And presumably maybe they'll find some other, but I mean, is so you gotta hope? hope he doesn't have any STDs. So. Well, and it's also like, okay, how many people does that cure? Well, uh, once you're cured, your blood can be used. As is the, that how that works? Okay. Oh, I wasn't aware of that okay. factor. Yeah. So it is, you know, told two friends and so on and so on. Well, and, so and that guy uh, cured two friends. The 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 it's a pyramid scheme. The guy who was now the leader of the uh, of the humans. Right. Uh, Dutch. Dutch. Dutch is not quite a doctor, but he was. He was. What did he say? He was like fourth year. He was residency it, or something. He yeah, was a medical med school. So doctor. He, yeah. he could probably knock together based on he and he had read Charlton Heston's. Uh, published uh, scientific papers. Yep. So, you know, uh, yeah. You guys yeah. garnered so many more details from this movie than I did. Maybe because you've seen it before and I haven't, but yeah. Well, uh, it, this is the first time I've ever watched this movie. It's like we've said before. It's You see a movie and, and and then when it's time to watch it for the show, you actually are like, 
listening. And it's yeah. like, I get, have I never actually not watched this movie? Because there's a lot I never noticed before. Such as? Uh, I think I said it all. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all the stuff in the beginning of the show. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but these, yeah. This, this cult, they're just dicks. They are because like, like now bags. they're even destroying priceless works of art. What does that have to do with their anti-technology they, agenda? They want to destroy all of past civilization in that one small section of Los Angeles. <laughs> you got to you got to start yeah. somewhere, I guess. If you get to Long Beach, they got artwork and technology and flying cars and shit, but right there, <laughs> no. Uh, no. Won't fly. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah so they destroy like I get destroying the TV and, you know, taking his guns and weaponry away, but the art just doesn't make any freaking sense to me. And they're just douchebags. But yeah. I appreciate it. But on the plus side, cuz they're assholes. Yeah, I think this does mean that if these if the family ever encountered a troop of modern dancers, they would murder them. So they're not all bad. See, there's and good in everything. I was wondering mimes. where you were going oh, with mimes. That. They would, yeah, they're right out, right? Yeah, they would throw them <laughs> off a, uh, off a building and um, see if they scream. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's, how true are you to your art? <laughs> Push them off. <laughs> no, no, he would that do that. Was funnier than that had any business being. <laughs> <laughs> he would try to use an imaginary rope because he's coming. <laughs> oh, mimes suck. <laughs> We just lost our mind. Are they heads. better or worse than filthy jugglers? <laughs> I'm cool with jugglers. Or crusty jugglers, I think it was. What? In um, <laughs> uh, Hot Fuzz, Oh, they I were don't... getting rid of all the riffraff in the town, and that was the whole uh, twist. And it's like... Uh, you hear them saying, oh, yeah, there used to be this mime or the guy who spray painted himself gold and was like a living statue. They got rid of him. They got rid of the juggler, like crusty jugglers. It's just the same sort of concept. Yeah. All robes and everything. For the greater good. But yeah. Oh, was so, that it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so how does the movie end? We just said it. Very sad. Very sadly. Very sad. Um, Chuck so, is killed yeah. by... Um, they only have moments left before the sun rises. What is he trying to do? Like convert her back? Like is that even possible? Because he runs off with the girl despite the fact that she's betrayed him and she's a vampire now. So what was he hoping to accomplish? Well, she can she could inoculate He him. totally does the vampire thing. Yeah. He totally yeah. sticks his arms out. Well, and the thing is, they <laughs> you know, just... like, I'm leaning into it now, asshole. See, it made me think more of uh, The Mummy from 1999 when Emotep is like a bat and he's like, Wah! <laughs> <laughs> screaming out of the museum window. But, Dude, yeah. leave her. You, you, you've been with this girl for like a week. See, yeah, but this is, it's been many years. The world has ended. Just stay single, boys and girls, is the lesson behind this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does suck, you know. But, oh. And it's not like he, you know, it's not like they get the drop on him or anything either. He's just standing out in the street uncovered, and the guy launches a spear at him. So Good throw. Yeah. And he did do that stunt himself when he, <laughs> oh, yeah. when he fell yeah. backwards. He's probably regretting it the yeah. next day at 49. Apparently, when you're a vampire, you become an automatic Olympian at medieval weaponry yeah. <laughs> but but i did enjoy watching him ride the motorcycle because in certain scenes he became kind of a younger handsomer man and then yeah. when it, in the close-up it was charlton heston again it was <laughs> hooper it was <laughs> yeah there was something yeah, except uh, there was something burt reynolds actually rode a motorcycle in yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was something i read somewhere that i don't think charlton heston had ever ridden a motorcycle before no, this not surprising yeah yeah it didn't look very natural for him like uh you know, you get the Hal Needhams and the Burt Reynolds of yeah. the world, and they know what they're doing because Burt Reynolds actually was a stuntman oh, before yeah. he was an actor. So it just looks better. Did I've never seen the Will Smith uh, I Am Legend. Does he die in the end? Um, Allegedly. 
It's, oh, it's implied. There's, there's an explosion in his lab. Okay. And you think it's over. Um, yeah, it's definitely implied. Unless it makes enough money. Yeah. Same thing as yeah. in the book, because Robert doesn't actively die in the book. You don't see it happen. They have him captured, don't they? Well, and, he, take, he takes the cyanide. Oh, is that And he's like starting to pass out. Oh, he can okay. feel the cyanide kicking Oh, because they were going to burn him at the stake or something. Yeah. And so he takes the cyanide to avoid that. Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. But yeah. So Crocodile Dundee is here with a pack of children to uh, get out of town, I Keep guess. Keep on coming, Skippy. Seriously, that's, that's <laughs> not a vampire. That's a spear. This that's is a vampire. Man. <laughs> I'll show you a spear. God. But yeah, he lasts a long time considering he's bleeding out from a fucking spear wound. <laughs> so, uh, well, he's had like 17 blood transfusions in the past two days, and now he's got a giant hole that is going to kill him. Yeah. If a hole is going to kill you. But did he just like catch the blood? Like, so he's got the spear okay, wound. That's like, a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> I'll tell you, until I saw this movie the last time, I thought he bled out into the bottle. Yeah, that's but, what I thought. When I saw it last night, when he's fighting with Matthias, you see him, he grabs it and puts the serum into his shirt. And so he pulls it out. And so that was a a great reveal for me, which is what what up the Alf to Seinfeld. Thank you for enlightening me. Yes. (laughs) Well, she's out in the sunlight and it doesn't seem to be bothering her. (laughs) They don't see his arms are very, very floaty. Yeah. And, And also, boy, bet they wish they had plastic bottles. Because I'm just, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, because it's a glass bottle. Yeah. So it's like the future of humanity. It's smash. Well, shit. <laughs> Ten. Ten commandments. Um, <laughs> I love this dude. I love Dutch's jacket. Oh, yeah. With the big, big with the middle finger on the back. Yeah. I didn't even know his that name is, was that, Dutch. <laughs> yeah. And he really thin blood. It's like Kool-Aid. Actually, Kool-Aid's thicker. <laughs> well, like you said, he's had so many transfusions. Yeah. Who knows? Like, it may just be a Damn different dog, strain. how much gin did you drink? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> All the gin. Well, you have to be pretty hammered if you're going to play chess with a statue. So yeah. I would imagine he was pretty lit most of the time. See, that's the difference, though, between this movie, you know, and if they made it today. Because in 1970, uh, it happened in 75, I think, was when the disaster happened. Yes. If this happened in 2023, guys would just be hanging out playing Xbox going, what happened? Yeah, basically. They wouldn't even notice. But Oh, shit, really? I, I, guess I thought the, it was quiet around here. <laughs> but I guess the little girl didn't take his hat because it is like slathered in Charlton Heston's blood. So mm-hmm. that'd be kind of weird if she it took gross. it with her. Yeah. yeah. And look at these legs. It's definitely the crucifixion there. And I'm wondering if that was indicating that, that he was the source of life and he gave his blood. That, right? I, yeah, I think that's it. It was a little... Um, it's kind of weird because it's like I, I see what you're doing with the you know the imagery, but what exactly do you mean? You yeah. know, it's not is it the lame high school thing where we're going to make it like Jesus because he's a good right? Yeah, you know. or the end with a question mark? Yeah, <laughs> it's not super well thought out, <laughs> uh, but a great movie yeah. nonetheless. Nonetheless, I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's super. Yeah, it's a it's a great Charlton Heston movie. Awesome. Well, in that case. That Would note. have been a better Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, hell yes. There's nothing that Clint Eastwood can't improve Mathias, just by being Mathias in the Matthias would have been fucking dead, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, Clint Eastwood, he would... Go ahead, punk. <laughs> yeah, he'd have caught the spear in midair and <laughs> thrown it back at him. I have one remaining opportunity to get laid and you ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're yeah. going down. How much time until you turn into a vampire? Three minutes? <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> That's more than enough time, sweetheart. Get over here. But yeah, so I guess on that note, Alpha Seinfeld.
because you said it improved for you. I, so I why don't you? Well, yeah, well, yeah. I was afraid when I threw this out. Sometimes those seventy movies don't seventies movies don't stand the test of time. This one did. I enjoyed it from start to finish, and I noticed a lot of the additional minutia, and also noticed minutia. that he grabbed that bottle and put it away instead of bleeding into yeah, it. Yeah, I was literally under the impression that he was just was like draining blood into his bottle. Because I carried that from nineteen seventy one to today, thinking that. See, I don't have to spend multiple years thinking that now, thanks to you. I, well, <laughs> we all work together to become better people. Exactly. So I'm gonna. I'll give it a six. Okay. Jason? Yeah, I'd say uh, I'll go with a six. It's definitely for the, much the same reason that it's, I've seen the movie, I've watched it, I liked it, but I don't think I've ever just sat and stared at the movie and, and really soaked it in. Um, and it was a toss-up between Omega Man and Soylent Green. I really so thought you were going to go with Soylent Green. <laughs> but it wasn't available. I tried to get it on Prime. Oh, really? It uh, wasn't available. That explains and, that. And it did say it, was, it took place in 2022. How cool is that? Soylent Green. Mm. Yeah. People! It's <laughs> probably pretty scarily Green accurate. Is people! Yeah. I'm tired of watching movies like this and going, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> All these things happen today, right? Yeah. Well, there's a great meme about that with Dwight from The Office because he's got a line in uh, an episode. He's at a wedding and it's really crowded. He goes, God, it's so crowded. We need a new plague. And then it's like flash forward to 2020 and goes, I state my my regret. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'll, I'll give it a six. I think cool. so, definitely. Because, de you know, I really enjoyed it now that I, I know more about it. I mean, just the Katie. Yeah, you had a lot of yeah, interesting trivia thing. to share. That there was, was cool. there were a lot of cool connections to you know uh, with the cast. I mean, the Doctor Who thing surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, I'll give it a six. Cool. I have to give it a five because there's you know no option there. I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't my favorite of the '70s era we've been watching so far, but you know, always love a good Charlton Heston film. And a final note: Richie grew up to be in real life a very prolific actor and director. He directed many, many, many things. So. This was his starting point, though. Sweet. I like it. Well, Take on that us note, home. Yes, I will. Uh, so on that note, Hindsiders, thank you once again for joining us in the studio for your drive time, your listening time, your zombie vampire groovalicious 70s time. We don't care what kind of time. This has been Darth, Adam, and Jason on Hindsight. And good night.